All right, we are back. It's a two TV sports. It's a Tosh and Jerry podcast. Today is our MLB preview pod. I know it's a little bit late. We're, we're slacking, but we're here. We're giving it to you, the MLB preview pod. And I got Jackson Roberts, host of the Tuesday Morning Blitz. Love letters to baseball here. Filling in for Jerry today as Jerry is never on the baseball train for some reason. Uh, got J-Rob here today. We're going to break down some of the MLB tiers that we have as well as give some predictions. So J-Rob, it's good to talk to you today. Oh, I'm stoked to be here. And by the way, you know, you, you can spin zone out of this. You don't have to be saying, you know, it's late. This is our MLB start of May resume pod. We don't have to be, you know, we, we don't have to act like we're doing things wrong here. There's always a spin zone. Yeah. No, and I think it might even be better to get get a little bit of baseball under our belt, see some of these teams, and then we'll go into, you know, we'll, we'll, we actually have an idea what some of these teams look like, unlike in the preview where it's, it's pretty hard. No, we've got some tape. I will be honest, I've not watched as much baseball as I would like to. It doesn't mean I haven't watched, to be clear, and, you know, I'm going to be a league employee somewhat soon so i'm definitely making sure to uh to keep tabs on all the best teams around the league right now but i will say this semester has been absolutely insane for me so not just sitting there last year like i was on the ll2b twitter account just crushing highlights for six hours a night you know it's uh it's gonna be fun to jog the memory a little bit here tonight yeah totally um so I think first off, what I wanted to talk about a little bit is our front office teams. And this is a term I made. Um, and I, cause I think the, start. the trend here in baseball, J-Rob is that there's all these teams uh, that are really just like, they're in it every year. And I, and my theory is that it's because their front office is so smart. Uh, plus, they obviously they have talent, but their front office is getting the talent. And so, when I'm thinking about my predictions with these teams, I'm kind of I'm past the point of like doubting the Rays. Like the Rays are going to be good. They have a good front office. You might not know half of their starters, but you know they're going to be good. And, and I would say the same thing with the Brew Crew. Like their lineup look, on paper uh, looks terrible. And then what happens is. They win more, two out of every three games because they hold teams to one run because they just have arms coming out of nowhere. Um, so I, I kind of wanted as a as a baseball. As you, I mean, you're a huge baseball fan, played baseball. I wanted your take about kind of how the MLB is transforming into this type of uh, situation. Or to me, it seems a little bit more like it's about the front offices than anything else. I wouldn't say than anything else. I think. And when you talk about front offices, you break it down into, you know, the guys who are actually acquiring these players, right? The decision makers, the GM, whoever else is helping him evaluate players. Then you look at the player development side of things. And I don't think you can separate the two, but they are clearly both extremely important. And there's different people working on each side there. So we'll just take the Dodgers as an example. And the Dodgers are probably uh, the most blessed team in all professional sports. They have all the money they could possibly want. They have a great situation. Guys want to come to their team, marquee free agents, and they draft really well and they develop guys really well. So when you just look at the totality of it, they have all this money, they spend it wisely. 
They can eat a bit of an albatross contract every once in a while. You look at a Mookie Betts, that's a lot of money. Not a lot of teams are giving $365 million away. But at the end of the day, the Dodgers can do that because they have unlimited resources. Then on the back end, you can develop guys. Walker Buehler drafted out of college. Julio Arias signed out of Mexico at 16 years old. And right now, pitching is what's carrying baseball teams. And I think the Dodgers are a prime example of that. This is a team that is leading the NL West with a sub 700 team OPS. It's all pitching right now. And you talk about the Braves and Brewers. That's what (laughs) the Rays and Brewers. That's also what they've built their teams around. So I think most of what we're going to talk about tonight is teams that yes, have great front office that can pitch the heck out of the ball. And that's, what's going to win championships in 2022. Yeah. And what I think is crazy about the Dodgers is the fact that, like you get a guy like Tyler Anderson, who is he's he's two point five five ERA. Like they find these guys out of nowhere. Like some you know they have some random you know they'll sign Daniel Hudson and he'll just have a you know, twelve strikeouts per nine one point one seven ERA. Alex Sessia, he's thirteen strikeouts per nine hasn't allowed a run. They trade for Cal State East Bay. Yeah, they'll shout they out. Tra- they trade for Kimbrel and completely rejuvenate him. Like, I didn't like that trade either. They're proving me wrong so far, but I didn't like like that trade at all at the time. Phil Bickford, you know, like, guy's been bouncing around. They pick up. He's becoming a a nasty reliever. So, like, these, I think these teams, you know, you mentioned a few of them, the Dodgers, I put the Rays, the Astros, the Giants, the Brewers, maybe even the Marlins. Like, they'll find these guys out of nowhere, and it's just, like, all of a sudden you have, 15 pitchers on your team with an ERA under three with strikeout rates around nine. And it's just like, you're going to win games. Um, so I think that's been my biggest takeaway so far this year is that like these teams that know how to get the pitching, they'll find a few bats out of nowhere to come through and, and hit well. Um, and, and that's how they build the best teams in baseball. Whereas you look at a team like the Phillies, the Phillies have been trying for so long to be like good in the, they sign all these guys they make all these moves and they're guess what the Phillies are right around 500 again you know same 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 with like the the uh I guess the Padres are playing better this year but that was them last year like so it, it I just think if you have a front office I'm going to trust you yes and no the Phillies have had one of the toughest schedules in baseball, and they really tried to upgrade the pitching staff this year. And so far, it just hasn't panned out for them. I'm not completely losing hope on that. I think that guys are going to hit better. Schwarber's been god-awful so far this year. He's bound to come around. That's a team that I face just because the depth of that lineup is scary. Now, can you hit against them? Yeah, absolutely. Is their defense pretty suspect? Yeah, absolutely. But – I don't know. I'm not writing the Phillies off just yet. Um, so I, I don't necessarily disagree with the totality of your thesis, but I also think there are still ways to win in baseball. If you can build a dominant lineup, you just have to have timely pitching come in at the right time. And that has to play up in the postseason. 2018 Red Sox, I think are the most recent example of that. So it's, what's great about this game, man, you can win a bunch of ways and uh, you know, you've described one really good way to go about doing it. That's uh, worked for a lot of different teams. So looking forward to seeing which of these teams end up prevailing toward the end of the season. Yeah. And why don't we just get into our tiers uh, right now? I think that's a good spot. So you made the tier 
uh, kind of names or categories. Do you want to? I mean, I, I grouped, the... you can group them however you want, Tosh. And you know what? You We might have a similar tier system. We might even go about it, um, might even go about it a little bit differently. But uh, I think that we start right off the top with the teams where we would be completely unsurprised if they won a championship this year. Like we are, we're setting these teams up to be the favorites. So, I have four teams in that top tier. How many do you have? I have three. Um, and my three are, I mean, you, you got to have, you got to have the Dodgers, obviously, in the NL. Uh, they are my only NL team. And I think in the AL, I don't know if this is recency bias. I think it probably kind of could be, although I predicted both of these teams to do well at the start of the year. And that would be the Blue Jays and Yankees. I think I've, I really like what I've seen from both teams. The Blue Jays made some nice additions to their pitching staff. Um, I still worry when it comes down to it, do they have enough arms to get through? But that lineup is nasty. I think they, they, they're young. They have energy. And, and then the Yankees, I mean, I, a lot of people kind of wrote the Yankees off after last year, but I didn't. I still think their lineup is pretty – pretty loaded uh has some like Aaron Judge betting on himself I think that's a good thing for the Yankees honestly that he's going to be in a contract year really pushing this whole year um and in Severino he's looked better than I thought he would Garrett Cole obviously is he's he's great uh until maybe a big game <laughs> but uh I, I like what I've seen from those three teams yeah so I'll start in the AL because I also have the Blue Jays and Yankees. And with the Yankees, my take through about a week ago was that they weren't that good. They were just playing awful teams. But what works out great for them is they have this April schedule where they play all these awful teams. And all of a sudden, winning so many games in a row turns you into a juggernaut, even if you weren't beating good teams. And now they're beating up on the Blue Jays as well. So I agree with you. That's a scary lineup. It always has been. Last year was a complete and total aberration uh, to have like an, a low 80s OPS plus from a starting outfield is just unprecedented. Uh, and I think combine that with down years for DJ LeMahieu, Glaber Torres, uh, Aaron Hicks lost for the year. It was just a weird Yankees year. And this year it's a scary team. Uh, the bullpen's always going to be scary. Rizzo's performed above his weight I think I think he comes back to earth a little bit but you're still going to get quality production out of him Joey Gallo will step up Donaldson will step up so I think they're going to be right there the Blue Jays I'm a little bit with you on the pitching staff and my other thought about the Blue Jays is I think they're kind of I don't know I think you need to make that first playoff run before you really are a title contender so this would be that year for them where I, I would probably pick them to lose earlier in the playoffs. And then next year would be the year where that kind of core comes into its prime. But that being said, this is the tier where you wouldn't be surprised to see a team win at all. And that lineup is disgusting. Let's go to the NL for me. I also have the Dodgers. How could you not? We've already talked about them at length. I am surprised that I have more faith in the Brewers than you though, because I have the Brewers in this tier. And I think that what they've proven to us over the past couple of years is that they're going to win that division. They're going to be in the playoffs. And I think they just ran into the Braves at the wrong time last year. I think that was a really good team. Not much has changed. If anything, they've added to that core, you know, a full season having a Domus at shortstop. I think he's kind of the, 
the anchor point of that offense. And they don't even really have to hit all that well if their, you know, rotation and bullpen comes through like it can't. So I, I've got them right there in the NL. Yeah, I, I just – it's just the lineup with the Brewers. Like, Christian Yelich, I'm kind of writing him off a little bit. Uh, I just – he's <laughs> – He's not. He's not going to be that guy again. I don't think. And and then when you have guys, they're really relying on guys like McCutcheon and Renfro, Rowdy Telez. So that's my only worry with the Brewers. I did consider throwing them in this top tier, but but I just the lineup is just. I don't know why they they won't go sign a few guys who can hit. Like go sign a few players for like like a Jock Peterson would, would help this team a lot in. I don't know why they won't just do it a few deals like that. Well, they did the Rowdy Telez deal. Rowdy Telez has a 137 OPS plus for them this year. Renfro, quality year with the Sox last year, 110 OPS plus this year. I don't think they did nothing. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really hard to build a good lineup, especially when you think you have an MVP caliber player in a 30 year old in his prime, Christian Yelich, who, you know, barely hits league average that's not something that you expect if you bring back 2019 christian yelish this is you know an above average lineup so i don't have a quick fix for it but i just can't write this team off because i think they can just shut you down especially in a shortened series so i don't know i mean i'm I'm, right there i'm fully bought in on their pitching um i would like a few more if they just had if they had a few more mid-rotation arms i think trading uh Drew Rasmussen and JP Fryer as in last year for uh, Adamas was a good trade, but they, I would still like them to develop a few more middle of the rotation or middle of the bullpen arms. Um, and I think, I think I would really like a few guys who have postseason hitting experience because this lineup tends to disappear a little bit. And that just worries me if you're playing, you know, the Mets, the Dodgers, are the Brewers going to score like in a five game series? Are, gonna, are they even going to score 10 runs like that's? Yeah. So, I, I mean, the, the pitching staff is interesting. I mean, you look up and down it, there's so many guys who have ERA pluses above 150. And you're just like, how, uh, who is 24 year old Aaron Ashby? And why is he kicking ass through 19 in the third innings? Um, this team just doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think that, you know, maybe if they're only 10, 11 deep in the pitching staff right now, that's something you can add to at the trade deadline. Uh, And they certainly have, you know, the cap space and the, um, you know, team first attitude to to incorporate guys like that midseason. So, I mean, this this pitching staff is just filthy. Tosh, I mean, guy in their top 11 with a FIP it's 370 is the worst fit out of all those guys like that's and this is in yeah. an nl that has a dh now it's just disgusting yeah you don't have to sell me on their pitching and i trust uh, i trust david stearns to get a few more guys involved here i just i can't have them in the same tier as the dodgers i just i just can't um maybe i should have had the blue well the dodgers might deserve their own tier <laughs> yeah even though the they dodgers might lose. deserve their own tier to be fair <laughs> <laughs> even though they yeah. always keep losing. Okay. So people are saying, people are still saying Mickey mouse. I don't know. 
I think not, that was a complete I'm saying Mickey it, Mouse. But people are saying it. I think that was a complete Mickey Mouse championship. He played all the playoffs, no home games, no road games in the playoffs. It was a 68. Like of all the leagues in all the seasons, that was by far the most Mickey Mouse one of them all. Like you, it's not a real. You had a 68 season. That's not a real baseball season. That just isn't like it. it it's, I'll, it still doesn't really feel real. Because <laughs> it, it, it really isn't. I mean, I, I would count it as a championship, but I like it, there's a fat asterisk next to it. Um, okay, so the <laughs> next tier is seems like contenders, but we're not 100% sold. Um, and that's where I had the Brewers. So this, to me, they seem like contenders, not 100% sold in their lineup. Uh, I'll also throw the Giants in there. Um, the Giants just, I need to see it. They too, that's if so many, so many COVID issues so far this year, injuries, they still are doing great. I mean, Farhan, I completely trust in him to get this team to at least 90 wins. Um, and from that point, they're just going to have to have some guys really break out. And, um, I haven't fully seen it yet, but it's early. Um, what about some of the infield bats with the Giants? Uh, but I I do have faith that they'll come back around. But you look at, you know, you got a bunch of guys in the IL right now, Belt and uh, a couple outfielders, and then Crawford hasn't hit this year. Do we really? I mean, they've got to have a better second baseman in the second half of the season than Tyro Estrada. Like they just have, well, have to. Well, and Lomer Flores is a full-time third baseman, too. That one makes not much sense either. Well, I mean, you would Long, Longoria is going to come in and play a lot of third base. He's been out all year. And then also Tommy Lasella has been out all year. Um, however, it, Tyro Estrada is not a bad player. It, he's like, I know 250 or whatever he's hitting looks kind of bad, but it, the league average is two, the league Let's, average batting average is 230 now. So, so we're I mean, not looking at batting average anymore. We're looking at, you know, even if we're going to go counting stats, you're going to look at something like OPS. Or, yeah, I mean, OPS more plus advanced he's metrics. Ni- he's at 94. I mean, that's that's a little bit below league average. Uh, Tommy Lasella will be back, and he'll play against righties. Estrada will go back to more of a platoon role. I expect his numbers to go up. Um, I, I'm a little bit, with the Giants, a little bit more worried about the – the Giants lead the – or at least they did a few days ago lead the NL runs. I'm I'm more worried about the the pitching because Logan Webb has looked a little bit more hittable recently. Um, they're really relying on Rodon, who is nasty and one you know one of the better pitchers in baseball. But injury issues. Alex Cobb seems to always be injured. Already got injured this year. Um, and then you have Alex Wood. I, I think you can count on Alex Wood for about 130 to 40 good innings, but. He's not an ace. And then uh, Di Sclafani hurt, hurt his ankle, same injury as last year. So it's really relying on a lot of those bullpen arms. Um, that's my big worry with the Giants. Um, my, another team I have in there is the Mets. Uh, the Mets just – they're looking very good on paper. They've got to stay healthy. They're an old team. It would be classic Mets if they just get hurt and collapse. Um Astros. Well, slightly less old now. Slightly less old now that they've cut 39-year-old Cano rather than make the wrong decision and send down someone like Adam Smith. So kudos <laughs> to the Mets for pulling the plug and eating the $40 million. That, that was the right move. And it should be said, if DeGrom ever comes back to this pitching staff, 
they're insane. So uh, yeah. I, I, the fact that Max Scherzer is still doing what he's doing at his age is unbelievable. And that would be a team that you would be absolutely terrified to face if they're at full strength come October. I, I, and I like the Chris Bassett trade. I, I Chris Bassett is just a, oh, a professional. Yeah. One of the best threes in baseball. Big game picture. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if they can stay healthy, it's just a lot of these older guys that they signed, we'll see if they actually do stay healthy. Um, so that, those are my three in the NL side, the Giants, Brewers, and Mets. And then in the AL, I just have two. Have the Astros, uh, and I have the Tampa Bay Rays, and both of these teams I think have somewhat big question marks. Uh, but I've just decided to trust their front offices because the, the both of them have, have you know I've thought that they were going to take a step back and then they didn't, so I'm going to trust their front offices. But uh, both teams I think are less loaded than they were a few years ago. And come back. There we go, J Rob. All right, J Rob's back. Little little freeze, but we're all good. Switch my Wi-Fi network on me. Thank you, Syracuse University. Um, yeah. So just to go back to my tears, uh, we talked about the Giants and the Mets. In my first draft of this tier, I did also put the Padres. I'm going to bump them down a tier just because it is early and I don't want to overreact, but I really like what I've seen from the Padres so far this year. We'll talk about them in a second. And yeah, I think you said it, uh, Rays and Astros. Astros off to a bit of a slow start. I'm not worried. I love that lineup. I love that uh, player development and the things they do with the young pitching over there. And the Rays, you just can't kill them. You know, every every year somebody thinks, you know, they're going to finally be the one to, you know, be first to the punch and say the Rays are going to fall off and they just don't. So here they are again. They're scary. They can pitch with anyone. I, I had a good tweet that got a few likes the other uh, couple weeks ago where somebody posted a picture of the new Rays mascot in his floppy Devil Ray suit. And I said, you know, give that guy a couple months in Tampa. He probably have a one, two ERA. So, uh, yeah terrifying team wouldn't want to see them yeah i mean they're they're just one of those teams who just some so bring up some random arm who's completely nasty and throws two innings out of the pen at every third game yeah comes and in, in like the fourth trade. inning do not trade with the tampa bay rays just don't do it <laughs> like the austin meadows deal looked great for the tigers on the surface got to check austin meadows stats but i imagine he's not doing very well because the tigers are awful and the Rays probably got yet another absolute steal in the AAA guy that's going to come up. That's just what they do. Yeah, some random arm who's going to be throwing like 97 with a wipeout slider. Now, um, I believe it was a 23-year-old outfielder who's currently in AAA. I should look up his name, no, but I'm lazy. Pro- but there, he'll probably, he'll probably end up with an 850 OPS, and he'll probably uh, beat Randy Rosarena's playoff home run record. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh so uh, it sounds like our tiers are pretty aligned so far. Um, now this third tier, they might be playoff teams. They might not. So there's, there's six playoff teams in each league. That's correct. Right. They're up six. Yeah. And I, I cautioned against this MLB league office. Didn't listen to me, but uh, you know, can't, can't have everything you want in life. RIP the wild card game, which was one of the best annual sporting events, in my opinion. We'll sold well, now on. there's, now there's going to be this. There's going to be like four wild card games, though, basically. No, because they're two out of three. So, but still, it's still it's, exciting. That's that's going to be. Imagine 
imagine if there's like three game threes like in that's gonna be insane yeah it's just not you know it's not i like i like the extra team in the playoff (laughs) yeah that's true i like the extra team in the playoff though because i think i think this having like it's gonna be nice having more teams in the mix later on in the year i think yeah it does change fanship and hey if it gets more people watching baseball later into the year then I'll be happy with it. So um, with that being said, there are a lot of teams in this tier. Uh, I might have overfattened the tier, but I really am not sure what to do with some of these teams. Um, so I currently have eight teams in there. I'll start with the American League. Got the White Sox at the top of that tier. Like they've played absolutely atrocious baseball so far, but I'm not willing to give up on what I believed in at the start of the year, which is that they win that division. And then right beneath them, I've got the Twins who are leading that division. But I don't know. I don't I don't think that starting rotation is really, you know, bulletproof or proved much to me through 24 games. Uh, further down the aisle, I've got the Angels who are off to a good start, but you never want to buy too much stock in an Angels team in the 21st century. I've got the Mariners who are sort of the offseason darlings, bringing in Robbie Ray, Jesse Winker, uh, hovering around 500 not really sold on kind of the youth of that, that lineup and they performed above their weight last year. So it's going to take a lot for them to, you know, sustain that same record despite, you know, not getting kind of the same luck in late game scenarios that they had. And I've still got the Red Sox in this tier. I was close to pushing them out with how they're playing, but they win a nice game against the angels last night. And you have to figure that a lineup with, you know, the track record that they have is going to bounce back at some point. And they've actually had, some pitching performances that have been surprisingly good. So keeping them in the maybe playoffs tier just for now. Okay. That's all on the AL. I think we had, yeah, we have the exact same teams. I, I was, I was also trying to decide on the Red Sox. Um, I just, I think, I think Cora will be able to write the ship a little bit. Um, I just, what's, why don't you, why don't you guys sign a little bit more pitching? I don't get it. Like, why is the plan rich, have Rich Hill in the starting rotation? Um, well, I'll go back on it just for a sec because, uh, you know, I just don't think there are five better rosters in the American league right now. And that's why we're both keeping the Red Sox in this tier. They're not that far out of the standings for that. I guess it would be the third wild card spot and it's, still you know less than a month into the regular season so that's why they're still here now to answer your question i don't have a great answer for you tosh they, there were a lot of uh you know kind of c plus straight c report cards for the red Sox in their off season and i think that if you didn't see them sign trevor story to a relatively team-friendly deal right at the end of the off season we'd be looking more in the uh the troublesome gpa range for the red Sox. so you know it's a pitching staff that's actually performed fairly well so far i mean michael waka won three era that's you know nothing to sneeze at through four or five starts but uh they've definitely got to shore up the rotation at the deadline they've definitely got to shore up the bullpen even more so um garrett whitlock's incredible he just plugs every hole but if you're going to use him as a starter then you need a lot more bullpen help because he was kind of your saving grace last year so there's a lot of question marks but at the end of the day story hasn't hit yet Alex Verdugo is going to get in Babbitt to death. Um, 
you know, Rafael Devers hasn't drawn any walks yet. He'll start walking. Xander Bogarts has been great. J.D. Martinez has been hitting the bottom of the yard. I think they'll be just fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not just panicking off of one month. What does worry me a little bit is in MLB, I, it, now with the six playoff teams and the different schedules, it's a little bit less about your division. But when you've got the Blue Jays, Yankees, and Rays in your division, it, it's going to be – yeah, it's going to be hard. Um, it's a similar thing with the with the with the NLS, like last year with the Padres and Rockies, and you have the Giants and Dodgers in your division. It's it's not easy to to get there. Um, yeah, I'll give and you, you make I'll, a good point because it's the six teams, right? It, I when I made my start of the season predictions, I had all four AL East teams making it just because I really don't see three other teams in the American League that I think you know have both the roster depth and the experience to you know, really even make a sustained playoff run. Yeah. Uh, one thing on the White Sox, because I think they're the one of the other interesting teams in this group. Like, w- why is Vince Velasquez starting? <laughs> I thought that ship had sailed years ago, the Vince Velasquez, like, being good. Like, you got to find something better. You got to get better guys in the rotation. Like, uh, D- Dallas Keuchel's also, he's getting up there, and I don't think he's that good anymore, so – I thought the well, they will get, I mean, they'll get Lance Lynn back. And that obviously is something they've got a lot of, you know, a lot of capital invested in and that bullpen's still great. Uh, I think the Kimbrel trade for them ends up being really smart because they probably needed that extra outfielder and AJ Pollock, you know, off to a terrible start this year, but I still kind of believe in him. Um, I believe in this lineup a lot. Um, you know, I could have told you that, uh, could have told you when I was getting absolutely destroyed by him from age 12 to 18 that Andrew Vaughn was going to be pretty special and here he is you know 24 games into the season 175 OPS plus I mean the guy's an absolute stud so the rest of that lineup bangs and I think they'll be right there once they uh, start getting the pitching back a little bit I agree I think maybe even moving them up to the to the higher tier might be yeah I was close they were at the top of this tier for me and the Red Sox were at the bottom. Uh, so let's go to the national league in this kind of, you know, mid tier. I've got the Cardinals, Braves and Phillies just chalk. I think, you know, the Phillies, like we talked about hovering around 500 played a really tough schedule so far. Going to have to see the Braves and Mets a lot this year, but I think they're in it. Uh, the Cardinals, I think will make the playoffs, but I wasn't quite ready to put them over the top just because, you know, there's some uncertainty. Uh, the lineup is kind of middling, not a ton of guys that you trust long-term. Arenado has been great so far this year, so you hope he keeps that up. And the Braves, wow, just not a good start whatsoever. And I think there's, you know, World Series hangover written all over it, especially when you trade away Freeman. Um, but yeah, hey. and you also – oh, Sorry, the they, they didn't trade him, but they, they did uh, lose him, and he was kind of the heart and soul of that organization. So tough start. You hope they pick it back up. And you also have the Padres in this tier, right? I do, yes, yes. I dropped the Padres down. Okay. Um, so I also have the Padres. I guess we can start out with them because they're they just – I guess everyone loves the Padres these days. Um, I think they've started out much better than I thought. Um, especially without Tatis, Bob Melvin, I'm not a big, the biggest fan of his, but he's brought some like professionalism to that team. Um, we'll see what their upside is. Manaya, I think with Melvin was a good get. Um, and him and Musgrove at the top of the rotation. Mackenzie Gore, 
yeah, we'll see. Like, if he can keep this up, that's a huge – that's just a huge thing for them. If he's going to have strike out 12 guys per nine. Uh, and, yeah, talk and, about talk about finally coming up at the right time, you know, when <laughs> just when all hope looked lost in that rotation with, uh, you know, you Darvish's decline and Blake Snell, nobody knows where he is. All of a sudden, this guy just comes up first two starts shoving nothing really yep. else to say. Three starts, excuse me. So, yeah, he's he's been a godsend for sure. T- Taylor Rogers is a big ad in that uh, rotation as well. But um, I just I just don't trust the Padres front office that well that much to make good moves throughout the year when some of their top level talent gets hurt to keep them at the same level as the Giants and Dodgers. Um, and I think that was their issue last year. I don't see what has changed. So that's that's kind of what I think about the Padres. That's why they're in this tier and not a higher tier. Um, right. I I also have. The Cardinals, they're just old, but they still have some talent. I also have the Phillies and Braves. This Braves hangover is not surprising at all. Like, let's not forget, the Braves were not that good for a lot of last year. And they caught hot at the end of the season. They got hot going into the playoffs, and they won it all, and that's baseball. But Yeah, I have not forgotten that, trust me. I, yeah, so everyone – did pick that team to win that division, and I no longer feel good about it. Yeah, and I didn't pick them to win the division. The team I picked to win that division was the Miami Marlins, who I'm also That's having. That's absurd this, still. <laughs> I, I also have them in this year, and I'm liking that prediction. I think Kim Ng knows what she's doing, J-Rob. She is, uh, she, she's kind of getting all these, like, their pitching staff is amazing. I mean, and Lazardo, crossing my fingers with him for them, but he's looking a lot better. Um Alcantara and Lopez and Trevor Rogers is a great one, two, three. They might have one of the best five pitching staffs in baseball. Uh, I think I trust her to find some, some arms in the pen that are going to pitch well. And the lineup is not bad. Like I don't mind having a lot of these guys in the lineup. Like you look at their lineup, you look at like the Brewers lineup. It's not that much different. So um I really like what the Marlins are doing. They might be a year away, but I think this division, the Mets, yeah, well, they might win it. But other than this the Mets, screams a year away. Tosh, this is this is the most a year away, a year away team I've ever seen. This is uh, great, great young pitching. Nobody over the age of twenty-seven. Trevor Rogers, not a good start to the year. We'll see if he bounces back. They really need him. Not much in the bullpen at all. You know, just a lot of guys who a couple who have pitched well in limited innings, Anthony Bass, Cole Sulcer, a couple guys who have struggled in limited innings. Anthony Bender comes to mind. And then the lineup, Tosh. I mean, Jazz Chisholm, age 24, off to a fantastic start to the year. He's one of the most electric players in baseball. I love him. I don't think he's going to have a 1000 OPS at the end of the season. And then. Where are, you know, Jacob Stallings, 477, Miguel Rojas, 490, uh, Avisail Garcia, 460. I mean, these are guys who have been hitting abysmally. And, you know, I and I think I think that'll improve. You're feeling good. And then they get swept by the D-backs. So, well, I, think I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're not there yet. I, I'm not convinced that the Mets are going to be that far above 500 yet. We'll see. They could be if they stay healthy. I like, yeah, I like them getting like Joey Wendell. I like Solaire. I think Aguilar can hit. I think Jesus Sanchez is a pretty good young player. Um, so, yeah, they, they're going to need some of these veterans who are not hitting well to start hitting. But 
Um, I get a little 2020, uh, 2003, 1997 Marlins vibes off this team, just a touch. Um, and then another Josh team. Josh Beckett ain't coming through that door, pal. <laughs> Pablo Lopez is pretty good. Um, and the other team I have in this tier that you didn't have is the Colorado Rockies. Um, I, I, I kind of think their pitching is also pretty good. Like, I don't mind their rotation at all. Kyle Freeland and Herman Marquez, like, Having those two as your top two, I think if if they pitched in a in a hitter's friend in a pitcher's friendly park, they would be considered two of the top pitchers in baseball. Um, and then Austin Gomber, they got him for Arenado. He's he's not bad. Sensatella is also not bad. Um, bullpen worries me for sure. If, I, I don't know what I, their plan that's is. That's an understatement. <laughs> they, I don't think there is a plan in that bullpen. I don't think they had any intention of competing this year, and I. Don't think they will. That's why they're not in this tier for me. But uh, I think their lineup also isn't too – like, Connor Joe, that's my guy. One of the Farhan's first pickups. Uh, was out of baseball for a year, battling cancer, came back. Uh, he's he, – I, I think he's he's a fun dude to have on your team. Um, I, I like, uh, obviously, Chris Bryant in that park. Once he gets healthy, hopefully. He's twin. We'll see if he gets healthy. But uh, – I don't mind the rocks. It wouldn't shock me if they're around 500. I think this whole tier will be around 500. Well, I don't. I think that this tier, some of them are going to end up around 500, but this tier to me is about, you know, picking out the teams who, if they win 90 games, you wouldn't be shocked. I don't see it with the Rockies. That's why they're in the next tier below, which is still a tier where you wouldn't be, you know, totally surprised if they made the playoffs, but we're, we're kind of forecasting that they won't. And for me, I mean, you can't have 25 year old Brendan Rogers with a negative nine OPS plus and Jose Iglesias who hasn't been a good hitter ever in his life as your middle infield. Like it just doesn't work that way. This is a team that wasn't planning on contending this year and they inexplicably signed Chris Bryant to this massive deal and everyone was completely stunned by it. And wow. now they're just in this weird mid position where and and yeah they've had a pretty good start to the year they're still the fourth best team in their division having started hot so i don't i, I truly don't see it with the rocks this year yeah i mean i i don't i'm not expecting them to go on a run or anything but could i see them sneaking in as a sixth playoff team because i mean it sounds like we we both have dodgers giants brewers mets probably in the playoffs and then two of these other teams are going to get in sounds like you have the cards and the padres maybe but yeah uh, I, Padres I are Braves. I wouldn't be surprised if if both of those or one of those. So someone else has got to get in. Um, cool. Well, my next tier, I, I invented this tier uh, specifically for the Rockies because I was like, they're not terrible, but I just don't see it with them. And it's the same with the Marlins, and it's the same with the Cleveland Guardians, who you could even put in the tier below this, but. I just wanted to give some respect to a that pitching staff and be a young man named Stephen Kwan. And you know what? We've seen them kind of fight at Yankee Stadium. They've got some spunk about them, even though they got swept in that series. So the, in the not awful, but not playoffs tier, I've got three teams, Rockies, Marlins, Guardians. Yeah. Shout out to the boy D3, Kyle Lucier, working for the Guardians. The Guardians always have the pitching. They know how to develop pitching over there. So they're never going to be that bad, I don't think. Which so is I, so frustrating, though, because I hate them. They don't want to build, 
you know, they don't want to invest in building a winning team. They want to nickel and dime and develop pitching and just, you know, stay relevant so they can turn a profit on getting fans out to the ballpark while having no payroll. And, you know, kudos for finally signing the Jose Ramirez extension. But this is a team that spent less than a million dollars in free agency this year. The only team that spent less was the Oakland A's. And I think we both know how we feel about the Oakland A's. So the way they run an organization just irritates me beyond belief. I was at the A's game on uh what was that Monday night against the race? It's about 2000 in attendance. Yeah. No, I bet you had a whole section to yourself. Probably had some real nice uh, leg room. Yeah. Whole, uh, literally two, 2000 in the stadium. Um, so I have the guardians as well in this tier uh, for the pitching. I think the Nats nationals, I also have in this tier. I think the Nats it's, are going to be awful. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy how the Nats, uh, won a world series like two years three years ago <laughs> this team is this is really not that good but um especially man the pitching is they went from scherzer strasburg and the good pat corbin to uh josiah gray as their ace who's not bad and then pat and nine year right pat corbin and a bunch of randos um but i i think their lineup's actually not that bad because you got juan soto you got josh bell who's always had potential and he started off incredibly hot and then you have nelson cruz who uh is cold but i think he can hit still so um that's a pretty good middle of the order there that i think will keep them in games yeah i don't know man first of all i don't think you're expecting 34 year old yadiel hernandez to continue on this torrid pace for the rest of the season i think (laughs) that maybe you'll get a little more i mean you'll get more out of cruz but i don't know how much more and you said it, this pitching staff is, I mean, pause the episode right now and just list all the starting pitchers you can on this team out loud. And I don't think you're going to get very far. You mentioned Josiah Gray. He's 24. He's a Lemoyne College alum. Shout out there right down the street from us up here in Syracuse. I'm really excited about his future, but you're putting him in a position to fail when he's surrounded by limited veterans not many other, you know, talented, high-touted prospects. You know, it's it's a lot of weight to be putting on a young pitcher's shoulders, and I just don't think they've. I don't. I think they've botched this rebuild in a lot of ways. Like they're they're entering Juan Soto's prime, and they have nothing to surround him with offensively. And the pitching staff is a complete barren wasteland. So I I don't have a sense of where the Nats are going, and I do not have them in this tier. Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe I should put them down but and then i also have the cubs in this year just because i think they have some guys i think they're gonna they're gonna be a little bit feisty i don't think they're gonna be great or anything but a little feisty yeah you can justify that and say a suzuki for all intents and purposes seems like he's gonna be very legit and that's exciting and baseball fans should be stoked about that because you know the more we can get players from around the world who are going to be, you know, stars in this league. I think, you know, it's only going to benefit the league. Uh, Say a Suzuki at the field of dreams this year. Uh, You know, let's, let's get weird because not much else to get excited about. For the listeners who don't know, I've spent the entire semester taking a class where 
the whole thing was one giant group project to try and promote this year's MLB at Field of Dreams game. And if you remember last year, you know, Tim Anderson hits the walk-off home run into the court against the Yankees, you know, Kevin Costner, all the all the great stuff. This year, it's the Cubs, who are currently 9-14, and 14, against the 3-20 and 20 owner hates his fans Cincinnati Reds. It's oh, going to be Jesus. <laughs> it's going to be uh, – it, it was a tough project, let's just say that. Okay, yeah, that the Reds, man. We'll get to we'll them. get to them. Don't worry. Okay, um, so they're, they're coming up. They're still a couple tiers away. Um, we can bad teams. Let's yeah, go over some some bad baseball teams. Let's get knock these out quickly. I, I have the D backs, even though they started off decently. Uh, they have a few players, but they're not going to be able to sustain it. The Pirates, uh, the Rangers, the Oakland Athletics, our beloved Oakland A's, the Royals, and the Tigers. I think all these are just, just bad teams. Yeah, so we've got some differences there, but, you know, bad to the next tier is not that huge of a drop-off. We've got the A's in here. They just, you know, horribly frustrating, but they always find a way to remain above it, that, you know, total sack of crap tier. One uh, thing the on Royals the, are in here. Yeah. One thing on the A's, Sheldon Noise. they 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 found they found a guy with him like i've seen i've been to i think three A's games so far this year Stu can hit he reminds me of max muncie so of course they you know the a you can already see christian pache like he's nice or he's not playing well but he's gonna be nice i think incredibly athletic like starting to get those pieces of the next good a's team in four years so um sure are very, very easy. Very frustrating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got the Royals in here. I've got the Cubs in here. I just don't think they have, you know, top to bottom, there's a lot of holes in that roster, and they're already not off to a great start. I put the D-backs in here out of respect because they're close to 500 and they just swept the Marlins, but I could easily drop them a tier if things go a little bit south. And I've got the Rangers in here as well. Uh, and then tragic teams. I think we, we yeah. have, but I mean, you got to have the Reds in. Or, oh no, <laughs> they're still not in this tier for me. <laughs> oh boy, I I've got, I've got the, tier. I've got the Tigers. <laughs> I've got the Pirates, who, despite being in third in the NL Central, are still four games below 500 already, and we're fully expected to be if not the worst, one of the worst teams in baseball this year. And then I've got the Nationals in here. I really don't believe in the Nationals at all. And the Baltimore Orioles, I mean, how could you not? They're a disgrace of an organization who seem to be content with never contending again. So here they are. Yeah. Some of the baseball, I feel like even more than it has been, is really the haves and the haves-nots. Like some of these teams are just so damn pathetic. Um, so in my tragic tiers, the Reds and the Orioles, I, I would love to see the Reds go like 30 and 130. Like, that would be hilarious. Like, MLB would have to do something. Like, they, yeah. they just, you can't have that. Like, that's a complete joke. And it's not like Cincinnati. Like, Cincinnati is not some just like, like, they're not just a, you know, it's not not some random little small town in the middle of nowhere. Like Cincinnati should have a legit baseball team. There's no reason for them not to be legit. If the owner isn't willing to pay money for that, he needs to sell the team. 
Like it's simple as that. Yeah. And the owner not only is uh, unwilling to sell his team, he thinks that if you expect more from him, it's fine. Cause where else are you going to go? You know, it's, it's Cincinnati. There's no, no other city nearby with a good baseball team. They, uh, you just uh, have to accept the fact that he traded away all your good players and you're just screwed. So if, if yeah. you were, if you That's were, a, if you were a Reds fan, like a big Reds fan and you were like our age, would you, would you change teams? Like, I think it's, I think what he's done is worthy of being able to grant yourself a free pass to change teams. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, begrudge anyone who decided to do that. I mean, to be honest, I probably wouldn't, but I've also never rooted for a three and 20 baseball team. So I can't really say, I know I would put myself uh, in the shoes. Uh, But yeah, I mean, the, the, the best way I can sum up what's happening to the Reds right now is there was a viral Reddit thread yesterday about how one of their fans was planning to uh, lean over the fence and defecate in the bed of the Toyota Tundra as it drove around the warning track. So uh, that's about where Cincinnati's at right now. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. See, the thing that's different with them with the a- for, than the A's, what, in my opinion, is the A's are putting all their efforts into building this new stadium, hopefully. And what are like the Reds are just being incredibly cheap. Like, there's not what do Reds fans have to root for? Like, I don't, to an, I don't have the answer. They, I'll go they, to an A's game. They had no reason to make the Jesse Winker trade. None yeah, whatsoever. Exactly. I don't understand. I'll go to an A's game because I'm like, all right, I'm going to support this franchise. Hopefully they get this stadium built. Like, screw the owners, screw all, But hopefully they build the stadium and maybe we'll change things. Like, the, the Red, I mean, I don't follow the Reds closely, but I just don't really see the point of rooting for that team. Like, that's just a waste of your time. Yeah. And so rounding out my tiers, I have uh, a tier that's just called Reds and they're by themselves at the bottom. So oh, very fitting, very fitting. Uh, OK, cool. Uh, so our tiers are pretty similar. I had a few few uh, little disagreements there, but now I want to get to our uh, ALCS and NLCS predictions and then a World Series prediction. And then we'll uh, get up out of here, J-Rob. But Give me your uh, give me your ALCS prediction. We'll do that one first. So, I mean, I made a top tier where uh, I put the Blue Jays and Yankees, and I'm gonna stick with that as my ALCS. And just purely because I don't have it in my bones to pick the Yankees to go to a World Series, and because they haven't done it since 2009. Fun little reminder for that fan base. I'm gonna pick the Blue Jays. I know that series has gone the way that the Yankees so far, but it is the first week of May. And at the end of the day, I love that lineup. Hopefully they can piece together, you know, a bullpen of some kind. And, you know, the pitching staff, the guys at the top, Gaussman, Barrios can stay as hot as they've been so far. So I'll take the Blue Jays over the Yankees in the ALCS. Yeah, I'll pick Yankees, Blue Jays as well. That was my pick preseason, so I'm not going to change that one. Um and I think I, – I do think the AL is really wide open, though. I think – Yes. I, I think that the Yankees and Blue Jays really need to strongly consider, like, trading for an ace. Like, I don't – we'll see what aces are available. I don't – do you know of any but that are, you know, on the block? I mean, but... it all depends. It all depends on which teams that are kind of in those middle tiers end up kind of bottoming out. I mean, the Phillies could be – 
a prime destination for yeah, you know, starting pitching. Zach Wheeler falling apart. Cardinals, but I, I don't think they'll be in a selling mode. Uh, you look at maybe, maybe the Cubs, but they don't have the too Rock. much to trade. Yeah. Uh, and anyways, I think I think these teams need to really consider trading for a frontline ace and like just really being like, all right, this is our time. We're gonna run through the AL with. They, both teams already have some good pitching, but you know I'm not I'm I'm not really you know the Yankees they'll have Garrett Cole and he'll you know start a decent start in the playoffs, but the problem with them is really? that then I mean normally he'll be decent, but then like I don't trust you know Jordan Montgomery like he's decent, but I don't I want Jordan Montgomery in in a middle relief role in the playoffs. I don't want him starting must win games. Um, same with Severino. So, like, I think they yeah. – they You know what to- else about the Yankees that, uh, you know, I think is just hubris and I don't like it and that's why I hope it comes back to bite them is they've just decided that they don't need a catcher. Uh, and they've gotten away with, you know, this platoon of Higashioka and Trevino so far, and I just don't think that's a viable strategy. I think – you need somebody who's actually your team's catcher and who has a half a prayer of getting a hit. And I don't think either of those guys is like that when it comes down to it. So I don't believe in that strategy and I hope it blows up in their face. Yeah. I mean, catching catcher is a hard position to fill in MLB these days, especially offensively. Um, Okay. Let's, let's go over to the, to the NL. Uh, Dodgers. Dodgers over Brewers. Yeah. That's simple for me. I've got Dodgers Giants. I think the Dodgers just I coming into the year, I was worried about their pitching a little bit, just because you've got a kind of an older Kershaw, Walker Bueller, not missing very many bats these days, but I guess he's still finding a way. Um I curious, like these guys have thrown a lot of innings, but they, 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 I think they're taking a smart approach with those guys, you know, like Urias threw like 60 pitches yesterday. Like that's, I think that's smart. Like save them for the playoffs. And I think they're doing yeah. a good job of that. Yeah. He was, um, he was low key. My NL Cy Young pick before the year, he was closer than I think people would think last year, led the league in wins. And ultimately just didn't get there in terms of the number of innings pitched. And I fear that might happen again, but what he's doing in the innings that he's pitching is arguably the best in the entire NL. Um, You know, ultimately somebody with more volume may end up getting the award. You look at a guy like a Scherzer maybe, but Julio Arias, you know, one eight eighty RA he's got the sub one whip, you know, he's just doing it so far this year. And I think that'll only continue. Yeah. Um, so I've got Dodgers Giants. I think this is I think it's set up for a rematch in the in the NLCS. Um, I could see Yeah, Brewers see, I think that my... might just happen in the DS again, is the problem because they're one of the teams will be the one seed and the other will be like the four or the five. So I feel like unless there's an upset in those two out of three series, they're gonna meet up in the DS again. Yeah, that could happen. Uh but then maybe it's a pick. good pick though and there's no there's no knocking the giants if you're still not a believer in the giants i don't know what to tell you it's far on you know what they call them is the san francisco spreadsheets yeah <laughs> it's it's a fitting moniker yeah uh and then my my, my world series prediction i'm the dodgers yankees which i picked the start of the year i forget who i picked the start of the year but i'll pick the dodgers 
Yeah, I mean, it's boring, but I'm picking the Dodgers, too. I mean, we talked about it. They haven't hit well yet at all, and they're still winning games. And this is, you know, was in the conversation for best lineup in baseball going into the year. Justin Turner's not going to bat, you know, a buck 70 all season. Uh, You're going to get more out of Mookie. You're going to get more out of Muncie. I mean, Mookie's even come alive the last few games a little bit. Bellinger's the one where I'm not so sure, Uh, you know, looked like he might be back a little bit back at the start of the year and has already kind of tailed off. He's 26, Tosh. Like what, what is a Cody Bellinger? Does anyone actually understand this guy whatsoever? I think they need to trade him if, or just DFA him. Like it, it, they can DFA find him. <laughs> I mean, they can find, they, they can find guys who are much better than him. Like that, that's what the Dodgers do is they find guys. Like, I don't know why, but that, I don't know why they're so just, you know, I guess he had what, a good year, two good years maybe, but it, to me, it just two looks like very he, good years, two elite years. So that's why it's so confusing. He's, he, to me, he looks like he's completely lost. They don't they don't need him, though, is the thing. Like, I think the Freddie Freeman move, it might look stupid in a few years. Not stupid, but it might just be a bad contract in a few years. But right now, there's not many hitters I'd rather have in the playoffs than Freddie Freeman. And I think that's a huge move for them. Because uh, when you go Betts, Freeman, Turner, Turner, Muncie, Will Smith, Chris Taylor, like... <laughs> there's there though those that's a crazy lineup like almost all those guys would be the best hitter on a lot of other teams uh so what the Dodgers are doing is insane and it's crazy that they've only won one world series 0.75 world series realistically (laughs) in this whole run like what a jab yeah uh I think they're trading they're they're gonna have to trade for a starter at the deadline uh it seems inevitable Andrew Heaney off to a great start with them, but now on the IL uh, and yeah. even Gonsolin, someone that you don't necessarily want to trust in a postseason series. They're, so I think another starter's coming. And once they get that, they'll be ready to rock. Don't sleep. Uh, well, Dustin may may come back, which would help, but don't sleep on their bullpen. Also, like if Trinan gets healthy, we'll see because he's his shoulders hurt, but do you have a bullpen out there with Kim Rolls? Hudson, Trinan, Bessia, Gratterall, Tommy Canley, like that, that's a, that's a lot of fastballs at high velocities. It's a lot of nasty breaking balls. Like that's, uh, that's going to be tough to face in the playoffs, especially yeah. when you, you can go Bueller for five innings and then bring in those guys. Jesus. Uh, and how but, many other teams have a Cy Young winner in their bullpen with a long relief man, David Price? Yeah, for real. It's insane. It's just he's just like someone you don't even think about. Dude. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, J Rob. Anything else? Any other baseball topics you want to uh, get off your chest before we before we get out of here? You know, I could not do this podcast without a healthy shout out to the Swarthmore Garnet. They play in the first round of the Centennial Conference tournament tomorrow at home where they belong against the Johns Hopkins Blue Jays. Probably the biggest grudge match in D3 history if we're looking at it, especially in the first round of a conference tournament. So sending all my positive vibes those boys way tonight so that they can wake up tomorrow and beat the crap out of some Blue Jays. Let's go Garnet. Hell yeah. Uh that's dope, dude. Go Garnet. And uh, Gerald, it was fun having you on the pod today. We'll have to have you on at some point, middle of the year, get a little bit more baseball 
uh, topics talked about. But for now, 2TV Sports is signing off the mic.